0: Are you concerned about what the future may hold for realtors? Stop being concerned, because today we're gonna talk about how to future-proof your business. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM. So once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now onto our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. I'm DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And welcome if you're new, welcome back if you're returning. And as always, please tell a friend about our show. Other realtors need to know. We we have a huge audience, tens of thousands of you listen to every episode. There's like 1.6 million realtors and I'm going to put it on you guys. <laughs> you got to get me in front of all of them. I'm just teasing, but that would be awesome. Just tell one person about us, that would really help us and it would make uh, make our audience even bigger. So thank you in advance for that. Also, check out our sponsors, guys. Our sponsors are awesome. They're so sweet and nice. They keep the show rolling. Check out their products and services. They have awesome stuff, so please do that too. But let's get to my main event. Today we're talking to Fee Gentry and this is a real true superstar in the industry. Not just a top producer, this is somebody at the highest levels of the industry and she is now consulting with agents and teams to help them take their business to the next level. So you really wanna check this out, it's very cool. But let's just get right to it. My conversation with Fee Gentry. Today we have Gentry on the show as our guest from EXP in Georgetown, uh, Texas. Let me tell you more about Fee. Now, Fee Gentry is a dynamic figure in real estate. She excels as an entrepreneur, an investor, a speaker, a coach, and an author. She's the visionary founder of the Black EXP Network, a co-founder of the One EXP Initiative, and a former director on the board of EXP World Holdings, LLC. Now, since 2004, when she became a licensed Texas realtor, her mission has been helping women and underserved individuals achieve financial independence through home ownership. With over two decades of entrepreneurial experience, Fee is the driving change both within and beyond the real estate sector. She's currently the CEO of Live Better Ventures, running a business incubator, and hosts the fellowship on YouTube. Uh, now, for all things Fee, we want you actually to go to her um, Instagram, which is at Fee Gentry. Fee, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, DJ. Man, I was like, when you were reading that, I was like, who's he, who's he talking
0: about? Who's that
1: amazing? <laughs> who's person that lady? Right. Like she sounds like, yeah.
0: like she sounds she's a little superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you are a superstar, and I am excited to um number one, um, you're such a sweet person. We were just chatting backstage, and I'm really, really excited to to speak with you. But but besides being just a pleasant and lovely person, I really wanna you have some really great things we're gonna talk about today, specifically uh money that realtors are, are leaving on the table and also with the talk of AI and and just technology always you know increasing and and trying to edge out realtors what we can do to future proof our businesses so we're going to talk a lot about that but before we get to to that to that let's talk about you and I'd love to hear about how you got into real estate cuz you have done a lot so tell us about that journey
1: Man, real estate, DJ, was like plan F for me. Like I had, it was nowhere on my radar. <laughs> I mean, um, actually I was in physical therapy school. So I had, you know, my goal was to be a physical therapist. Wow. And I, you know, so I went to PT school, you know, I uh, did post rehabilitation. I mean, that was in fitness. That was my career.
0: And, it, then- and and we should mention for anyone, I'm sorry to interrupt your, 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 your lovely story, but ju- just to make a, a big deal about this, PT school is often talked about as being just as challenging to get into as pre-med because there's, yeah. there's fewer actually PT schools than there are med that's schools. Right. And I don't know if that's still the case, but it is a big yes. deal to get into a PT program. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. So tell us, tell no, us. More.
1: Yeah. So I was, yeah. So I was in the number one uh, physical therapy program in the state of Texas. And I just, wow. boom, I just said, this is not for me. Like, because yeah. I had, you know it was just weird. And I was on, an, and I've always been an entrepreneur since the age of like nine, 10, 11 years <laughs> old, I've always had businesses. So I you know read this little book, like a lot of people have, right. That book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Kiyosaki. Sure. In the And you know what that one little sentence says that 90% of people of million, you know, of millionaires or people who have wealth are in the real estate business. I didn't see the sales part, I just saw in the real estate <laughs> business. <laughs> so silly me, my mom was building a house in Central Texas, sight unseen. And so um, her realtor was like, uh, and who also happened to be the commissioner of the state of Texas was like, wow. when I, we, I came to meet, you know, check on check on the house and meet with him, and he said you would be really good um, in real estate. He goes, I want to introduce you to one of my friends who happened to be the, and she was there. I didn't know who it was. Avis Wukash um, happened to be the commissioner of the state of Texas, and they're like, you could be top one percent, and I was like. Psh. Eh, you know, I just didn't even listen to them and I blew it off. And, uh, I thought about it for a while and I start having all these people recruit me into the real estate industry. And I promise you, DDJ, I did not know a, you know, a listing from a lockbox. When I got in the business, I had no clue. And so, first year, I sold 39 homes. Unbeknownst to me, I thought it sucked. I didn't. I, I was like, because I got this. I got this little bronze medal. I was at I was at the big red company, you know, KW, and I got this bronze medal. I was like, oh, I don't. How do I get a silver? I mean, how do I get a gold? <laughs> bronze. That's the worst <laughs> of
0: all the medals.
1: <laughs> right. Like it means I barely made it on the podium. And and if you don't know this about me, but you know, I'm five eleven, almost six foot tall. So I'm a you know former collegiate athlete. Love sports. So I'm like very competitive. So that's sure. how I got in the business of real estate. And so I just grew from there. So I went from um, being a solo agent that I grew, that I became like, a, 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 I was in a smaller town, I was living up north. And so I was kind of like this medium sized fish in a, in a small pond, and start growing a team of people and then wanted to start uh I wanted to you know own a franchise and that didn't work out, thank God, because two thousand eight then happened. Oh
0: good timing. Save
1: my, oh, <laughs> myself. But I still I mean I still took a bloodbath like everybody else. Sure. But but um but yeah. So that's how I ended the business. Yeah
0: wow that is uh that's quite a story and and your story doesn't end there because from there you went on to serve in, in management capacities at the corporate level um you know with exp in particular and just you know continually coaching consulting writing um you you do it all and it is uh it's it's so impressive and there's so much we could talk about um and I, I think, you know, being that you were so connected to agents, I would love to talk about, you know, 2024. Now this episode might not actually publish until early January or potentially late December, but regardless, um, it'll be, you know, 2024 is on everybody's mind no matter when this actually drops. Um, but, People had a tough 2023, or at least the most of the agents I knew. Every so often, I talked to an agent that said I'm having my best year ever. That was maybe one percent of the agents I talked to. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Um, so for for most of us, it was a it was a tricky, uh, a difficult year. And I think you know, for somebody like yourself, who's so disciplined, so focused, so just committed to finding solutions. Um, I really do want to talk about what agents can do in 2024 just to help keep their keep stay in business and keep their business rolling forward. Um, so just any advice or guidance that you might have for what agents should be focusing on right now during the winter months when we know things are slower anyway, but how they could set themselves up for possibly having a better 2024 or 2025.
1: Right. Uh, that is an amazing question. And I get that question a lot and I and I talk about that a lot we wish we'd have started in October. So the people that I work with, we say, let's start in October, that 90 day window. Right. But since, it, since we can't do anything about it, let's start today. Like, so what can you do today? And I always talk about what do you need to do right now to future proof your business, right. For 2024. So that, and I, and so my goal here for your audience is just to help set them free, right. Free from, you know, worry about artificial intelligence taking over free from, Um, you know, the tax from these major, you know, institutional investors, and I want to set them free from um, any other outside forces. Because the first part that's that we ought to talk about is let's set their, let's, let's get their mind in in check, right? So I want them to, I don't want to be a victim of the economy. I want them to, you know, first of all, let's talk about your mindset, you have to make a decision. So that's the very first thing I talk to people about, make a decision that you should thrive in 2024. Number two is to have a plan, like and not a pl- and people keep writing business plans, but I'm talking about an act a- action plan because we we all feel good about planning. Oh well, I wrote my business plan for 2024. Well, what are you going to do? What are the action steps that you're going to take in the right. first 30 days? And and I always talk about this um, is keep it simple. Um, yeah. We write these elaborate business plans, and I'm just talking to people about in 2024 we're going to just have to keep it simple, like and go back to the basics and the fundamentals of. Of everything, yes, we need to uh, leverage artificial intelligence and learn how to use that. But we need to leverage it, and and what I'm calling collective capitalism is, or collect, you know, or collaborative co- capitalism. This year, that's what people should be focusing on in 2024. Who? It's not what you need to do or how to do it. Who do you need to connect with
0: yeah. in order
1: to get through the next year to two years, and possibly even three years? Because I believe my this is the you know according to fee disclaimer right these are just my own thoughts and beliefs I believe that real estate is going to substantially change in the next 24 to 48 months whether it's from the Department of Justice you know the the, the court cases or whether it's you know um technology or or the consumers who've just decided hmm, we've just de- they want, they've got a different th- feed and they want to and they want to do something or the co- you know the collapse of nar no, I mean I don't know we don't know sure. I don't know a crystal ball but either way like I said my goal is to set your audience free. Uh, to to do something different this year.
0: Thank you. And I I think, by the way, a wonderful goal and um, very appreciative to you to come on here and, and share some of your wisdom and knowledge. And we should... You know, I was thinking as you were saying about keeping it simple. Um, so I recruit agents for a living, and and I, our audience, a lot of them don't do that. But I think you can poss- our, our audience can possibly relate to this little quick story. So for years and years, every week we'd have a management meeting, and it would, they would say, DJ, how many people did you hire this week? And that was our our measure of how well DJ I was doing. And I've been doing this thirteen years, so that's a, it was just a standard metric. It's like how many sales did you get, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it was how many people did I recruit? And then we finally realized that what we call our Key performance indicators—that's just the end result of me doing all the other tasks. And so, you know, assuming that I never get better at recruiting, what is the actual driver? It's how many conversations do I have on a daily basis? So it reminds me of that Brian Buffini, um, by, uh, old Brian Buffini thing that that where he would say, "You got to meet two to five people every day if you're a realtor and just add them to your database." And and I was like, well. And there's a lot more to it, of course. But if we're looking at the most basic activity that a realtor should probably consider if they don't have enough business right now is keep adding people to your database, keep having conversations, meet new people, get them into your CRM. Um, and so for me, I don't focus on how many people I recruited anymore. It's how many conversations that I have this week with agents. And then you know we track my close ratio and all of that. But really what we're flying out is we know DJ needs to talk to 20 different agents a week if he's going to get you know five people to join. Or whatever, so um, so I, I really appreciate you saying that because we can look at the end result, sales, you know, deals closed, and go, oh, and, and then yeah. we can go. That's a lot of stress if we go back to just I got to beat a whole bunch of people, and I go. I, that's not the only thing anyone needs to do, but it's it's a way to think about scaling back your your you know what do I actually need to do on a daily basis?
1: Absolutely. If that's the one if you do nothing else that's it
0: <laughs> if you never improve your skill set i mean this is what i always say too it's like with me if i never become any better as as a recruiter if i just double the number of people i talk yeah, exactly. to in theory i should double the number of recruits yeah. that right. i have yeah, so EG um and, and of yeah. course we want to get everything but, um, but yeah, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit more. So, so thinking about, yes, there's all of these outside factors, you know, you mentioned technology, we talk about the rise of AI, uh, the flight to teams, there's mm-hmm. the lawsuits, there's all these things that, and we, I want to go back to mindset just for a moment, because I, I was curious of what your advice is for you. You talked about first making a decision that I'm going to have a good next 12 months. Yes. Yeah. How do you protect that mindset? Because we know that it's it's you know when things are good, it's easy to have the mindset, and when things are, are strong are challenging, it's, it's harder. So, do you have any 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 suggestions to protect that mindset and really guard it so that some of these outside influences don't start to color it in a way that we now are? Oh my gosh! Oh, this isn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, I am one hundred percent my own best critic, my own best person at that. Number one, I always do is like turn off the television, get off social media, and then get away from negative people. And what do all those three things have? People, right? And it's okay. it's kind of weird, like, we're supposed to talk to people. So like, yeah, so like, want you to have conversations, but with the right type of people, right? Yeah. Um, but it's so but and the other thing that I do is I have, you know, I have a lot of my friends or colleagues, we're all learners. So we're, we're you know, we're staying atop of Um, books. So we're reading books on on mindset, on, you know, manifestation or money or prayer, whatever, whatever it is that you believe in, find something that you can do every single day that takes you out of this crazy world and brings you back inward. Because we keep looking at these external forces, everything we need is already inside of us. And so that's the number one thing that I really recommend is for people to go inward when everybody else is being crazy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And also we can get crazy too. And so this idea of, of having a practice um, some sort of discipline, like you were saying, <laughs> prayer, meditation, whatever it is, something that takes you a little bit outside of the craziness that y- that we all deal with inside our own heads too. This is, it gives, uh, the, some additional space I- in our lives to be able to say, you know what, there's, there's more than just me out here. I'm somehow connecting with this, you know, um, greater thing uh that that's not just me and and it's it's a nice respite from sometimes our own uh struggles um that that we have so' I'm, I'm a big big fan of that and big believer in in that as well and also I, I think it's the birthplace of creativity I think when you can get quiet and and yeah. listen to your intuition oh like you were saying, that sometimes and a lot of times the answers bubble bubble up, right. but if you're not quiet, I don't. If I'm right. not quiet, I don't hear them.
1: Me neither. Yeah, yeah. I just, I absolutely just every, like I'm. I do that twice a day. I just get quiet twice a day. Young. Or when something, you know, and I always recommend. And I always recommend finding that piece. For me, it's like either putting my feet in the grass looking at water, something like that, like connecting with nature, connecting with your inner, you know, your, your source, whatever you need to do music, but just find like find that internal piece is, is really, really key. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the other thing too, that I think about, I'm curious to get your, your take on it. Is this it's an old expression, but I think it's accurate, at least for me, that the journey is really is really where it's at. The destination is nice, and it's nice to celebrate and achieve. You know, when we when we have these major goals we accomplish, it's great for a day or two to sort of celebrate. And and then I don't know, um, but I often well, I'll, for me, I often get depressed when I when I achieve a goal, and I, which I didn't know was very common. Um, it, it, I can get really really depressed because then it's like, oh. Now, oh, okay, now what, (laughs) you know, and then it's like, I got to just, and if I, if I were to think about, yes, the goal is nice and we should celebrate our, our wins and then we should realize it's all about chopping wood and carrying water, just consistently (laughs) doing, doing the work. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's it. Um dj i'm glad you mentioned that because i call it's the mama mentality and there's a lot of us especially in the real estate industry or like they like just said you know as it being an athlete or something so i think about kobe bryant it's that you know after the championships he comes back and he's looking at game film and shooting a thousand shots after he's won a championship yeah. i'm that girl you know i'm that girl too and so yeah. the journey as i've gotten older and, and, and i've started to learn and appreciate patience and enjoying just the little things like the, just the habit of practice. We're just about practice, right? Just practice and enjoying that journey. But man, it took me 30 years plus to mean, it's taken me a long time, most of my life.
0: I was talking to my my personal trainer uh, the other, uh, a week or two ago, and I was saying, I'm just going to have to throw myself in the way of pain, uh, physical pain for the rest of my life if I want to be fit. I, th- there's nothing pleasant to me about like lifting heavy weights. It's it's painful. It hurts. It's But he, the results are pretty cool, yeah. but I have to be willing to go through the discomfort and the willing... I mean, it's how muscles grow. It's how we grow as people. So this idea of like throwing ourselves into discomfort is is not fun, but it seems to be the only way I know to do it. Um, yeah. So this idea of... of of getting into habits, um, you know, and just like, I don't like working out, but I do it. I don't I don't have to like it. I just yeah, have to do it. do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's about ha- yeah, it's about creating habits. That's why when I was talking about, you know, when you're making people making plans and goals. No, you need to just develop ha- habits. Yeah. That's the number one thing. James Clear's book is probably one of the yep. books that I recommend more than anything is Atomic Habits, long um, read, you know, and, and, and the way he builds great. that book, it's creating a habit, right? I mean, when yeah. the way the, he even lays out the book. So yeah, it's creating habits and man, like you said, it sucks, but you just, you just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and here's, here's the good news. I was thinking about this with exercise. So I don't like exercise. Some people do. I, I truly, I know some people actually really do love it. So I'm only speaking for myself, but I never did. Enjoy lifting heavy weights and um, you know, even doing cardio is not my favorite thing. But if I want to, if I want to live a long life, I probably have to do those things. So I finally just said, "Well, I got to do it. I don't have to like it. I just have to do it." And so, if if you have parts of your business that you don't like to do but are critical, then you can start to think about: Do I have to force myself? To do this? And so, sometimes the answer may be yes, or it may be I can leverage other someone else to maybe do some of this for me because number one, I don't like doing it, or number two, I'm not good at it. Um, and there's all these ways now to get people to help you. Um, we have a global economy. We have this gig economy that we can tap into and get help from pl- people in other places that you know ch- maybe charge less than what people locally would charge to do similar work. Um, and, and if you're having problems staying on top of your habits, yeah, well, maybe get some help or get an accountability partner. Um, but let, I want to talk a little bit about future-proofing one's business and and this idea of having leaving money on sorry leaving money on the table because I think this is something that most agents don't think about at all. They're just focused on the next transaction, the next client, and there are a lot of opportunities. I you know, as somebody who is in management at a brokerage, um, you know, this is a huge focus for for brokerage owners right now. But it also can be something that teams, agents, they really should be thinking about about additional streams of income. Um, So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. So this is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. And I've been talking about it for a long period of time. So DJ, most real estate professionals are renting their careers. Let me say that again. Most real estate professionals are renting their careers. They're going from transaction to transaction. Um, They're doing, you know, they're, they're, um, they might be at a brokerage where they have unfavorable terms. Um, and then the other parts of the money that they're leaving on the table. So I want you to imagine this, and I always kind of do this exercise. Put, draw a circle. So if somebody's watching this, do this as I'm talking about it. Write a circle. Put your name in the middle of it. What do most real estate agents do? Like, how many people? How many people get paid during a real estate transaction? So let's let's just start naming them. Who gets paid during a real estate transaction? Uh,
0: the the realtor.
1: The realtors, both so buyer and seller side, yeah.
0: The brokerage Buyer, side. sellers, the brokerage gets paid. The uh, get title comp, title, title company gets paid. The yeah, lender right. gets paid. Right, videographer, uh, inspector, yeah, home inspector. Um, the utility companies get paid yep. if if yep. sometimes. Um, yep. Movers, movers, movers. Yeah, Uti- uh,
1: videographers, uh, stagers, uh, the sign the, companies. The, yeah, the state, the state, the state. You know, uh, the state records, county clerks. So DJ, when I do this, I've found that on one single transaction, some up to 41 people get paid off of one transaction. And guess who's in the middle of that transaction?
0: Yeah. The agent,
1: the agent. And that's what I talk about leaving money on the table. We are now, when you talked about that gig economy, we have the ability now as entrepreneurs, we have to stop being self-employed. I'm talking to people about be going from solo to CEO or being self-employed to a real estate business owner. And a lot of people think they're real estate business owners and they're not. They are self-employed. And so the, the entrepreneur of the future is going to have to stop leaving money on the table. And there are, you know, compliant ways for you to get paid, especially from title, from from uh, mortgage company, you know, from mortgages, because you're watching the brokers do it. I mean, our brokerages are doing that in the models of, you know, so now in the future and it's nothing new, but it's a different way to look at it. Look at it. If you keep saying that your lender, my lending partner, if your lending partner is not providing you, <laughs> um, resources or an ability to, to get paid or something, that's not your partner. That's just a vendor. And so we just have a vendor. Yep. It's just a vendor. And so there are so many different ways to get paid on the table. If you're, um, we have, you know, we have real estate professionals who have. You can own a vending company. We have real estate. I mean, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, staging companies. We have. We have real estate owners who own, um, who can become, you know, property managers. You have know, to what, you know, yeah. Check check your local, but but there's so many. Sure companies. sure. I'm looking right now in this country. We have 30,000 baby boomers retiring every day. And Junior wants to be a YouTube star. He doesn't want to own. A plumbing company, a HVAC company. Right. He doesn't care about being a property manager, but we have the ability to go ahead and buy our cash flow. We as real estate professionals can buy our cash flow. We keep creating these companies and doing these transactions, but we can create, we can buy cleaning companies, we can buy move out companies. I mean, there's so many different ways right now for us to make money and we're leaving 10, 15, 20000 dollars a month on the table. So that's wow. what I've been doing lately is. Either buying into equity, so creating equity positions with companies who who already service the real estate industry, where they're handyman companies. I've got a landscaping company, a tile and grout company. All those get paid off of a real estate transaction, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where that's where there's the opportunity. And so especially those in the real estate businesses, like who are, you know, bigger teams, you're already utilizing these services. You know, the moving services, moving trucks, I mean, moving companies, there's, there's so many opportunities. Like we talked about the 41 ways that people, um, up to 41 ways people get paid off of one single real estate transaction. That's how you're yeah. leaving money off your, on, the, on, on the table.
0: I love that and this idea of investing in you know taking some of your capital your your you know commission money for mm-hmm. example and reinvesting it into another business where you have an equity position and um yes there are all sorts of ways that agents can align themselves and get paid in you know DJ- uh, legal legally compliant <laughs> ways Le- risk resp- legal- compliant
1: right rest- right but dj most of it most of the ways i can teach you i mean i'm teaching i'm doing it with like sometimes you're doing it with no money down because we're yeah. real estate we're real estate professionals so like right. we're where they may suffer and don't know how to market or they don't have a crm they don't understand we're, we already know how to do that as real estate agents that's what our that's what our job is we we know how to connect people we know how to we uh, we know how to um do social media i mean all think about all the tools that we have in our yeah. toolbox as real estate professionals it makes total sense for us to like you said we can just we can like i said do some earned equity with within those positions yes. and do some, yeah in, in in revenue share that's what we know yes like, it's revenue
0: share yeah so for every vendor that an agent has they absolutely should reach out again making sure it's you know Compliant uh you're not violating client, license right, law right, exactly, yeah. right. <laughs> disclaimer 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 yeah, but right. find out find out what what the rules are in your local market and, and state mm-hmm. and and then reach out to you know the uh the attorneys reach out to and some people are able to help you in certain ways and some aren't but if you're sending business to somebody You should be asking them to do the same at the very least, or saying, "How could I help you?" For example, if you're very good, if you're strong, like you were saying, at social media, if that's your thing as an agent, you're really good. Well, guess what? Most business owners aren't. So you have, you know, relationships with inspectors, um, you know, you know, all these ancillary. sort of services, you then can go to those and say, I can help you with that. Or, um, let me at least just fire some business off to you and then let's work out an arrangement where, yeah. you know, um, where, where we can both part, you know, both participate in the profit. So I love that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's the new way what I, of, of doing real estate businesses. You know, how do you make money in between the commissions? That's, this is what it looks like, looks like, right? Because unless we, you know, unless, uh, you as a solo agent or even as teams, uh, figure out a way to earn multiple streams of revenue, it's going to get tough. It's going to continue to get tough yeah. in terms of gaining market share. These are blue ocean strategies that are out there. And like I said, one out of every 12 business owners are just going out of business. And we've seen that in COVID. And and so that's why we're having a hard time finding a handyman, reliable handyman. That's why we're having a hard time finding electricians, HVAC, you know, plumbers, um, videographers, you know, we're having a hard time finding those people. So, you know,
0: Begin. really encourage everybody to watch South Park just did a um in the last month or so they did a special called enter the pandaverse and and I, and I, I one of the plots one of the subplots of it was that we are so used to having things done for us that these trade positions these skill skilled laborer positions handymen plumbers etc painters you know People don't as a lot of younger people don't aspire to those positions. They want, like you were saying, want to be, you know, more more involved in technology, be on YouTube, whatever. Um, they're not necessarily wanting seeing that as a viable, you know, sort of career, even though it is a viable career. And so as a result, those those trades are really suffering. And but the need is still there. So you're absolutely right. Like if you think handymen are going out of business, oh my gosh, they're probably having the they they're they are going to do better and better and better and better better because less people are learning those skills yeah. and and we all need a t- handyman. Uh, yeah. so so you're absolutely right these these trade jobs are oh they're so critical.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are so critical especially for us in and like I said in our industry because like yeah it, it's, and I talk, you know, so I get to talk to these, you know, these handy guys and these trade men and and it's, it's been, it's been really, really fun talking to them and, and working with their businesses. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, at the end of the South Park episode, the handy men and, and the, these, the, the trade positions, they become the celebrities now because they become the wealthy people. And so it's, it's yeah. this very cute story, but, but it's got a very strong point is, is, you know, we, there are opportunities here to think about you know, um, sort of services that are not going out of business, that are not, uh, you know, the, the, a handyman is basically future proof at least for a yeah. long time until robots come in and do it all. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a long ways away. So yeah, we, have, we have, ways, yeah, yeah, and maybe and maybe it will never happen. And there's always going to, you know, and realtors too. You know, realtors are worth their weight in gold if. Their skill set is high enough. If their skill set is actually valuable, you have to worry uh, yeah. about Zillow or or any of the other um, you know tech co- providers coming in. Redfin, Redfin's a better example. Yeah, um, and, and not just slight Redfin. I like Redfin; they're great, but they have not really disrupted the market as much as we thought maybe they could. Um, right. And it's not because of anything you know negative towards them. It's just people want to talk to agents who who you know. And again, they have agents, but right. we understand it's a little bit of a different yeah. uh, relationship there. So, yes. Um, so, so what you can do, if, if I understand, is you can help agents identify these opportunities and then help create a plan to actually generate, you know, some of these relationships. Is that is that right? That
1: is correct. So, I help real estate professionals, mostly teams, brokerages, you know, um, title companies, lenders, especially those of us who are, you know, getting up who either uh, who are getting up in age and they don't have a transition plan to how to get out of their business. And, and or those who are growing and want to add multiple streams of revenue to them, and so I have partnerships and JVs, and so I uh, I help these companies create the plans. I help them uh, acquire acquire either these new businesses, or I help them where um, I help them put in the relationships so we can create create the financial streams for them. So that's what I've been doing for like this last year is uh, I love it. It? just because of the, I was like, well, let me use my relationships with you know some of the top lenders, title companies, and doing it in a RESPA compliant way. Sure. and it has been amazing um especially for people just like i said who've been running their careers and just you know most real estate people think they're going to be able to sell their businesses and they're not right they're just you're, you're just not going to and so i teach them how to transition out of it and keep that mul- keep that income stream coming in and that happened yep. from you know it started from exp i oh. learned that from you know it's just a, a diff- different business model yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah it's funny i so one of the things i started we started doing here as a recruiting um tool and uh for any of those. Uh, any of those who are listening, who are either brokerage owners or team owners who are looking to expand their team and hire, I've got a great tip for you um, that you could start doing this in your your local market: is offer free headshots um, and, and invite the agents from other firms that you're looking to recruit or bring on your team or whatever. And 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 here's how we do it. So because this is exactly to to your point. Basically, what you're doing. So here's how we do this: We we hire hire this photographer, and then I said, well, I don't want to pay for all that myself because it's quite expensive. So (laughs) instead, uh, so now we have an insurance agent that hangs out during the party. We have like a headshot party. We have an insurance agent. We have an attorney. We have a lender. We have an inspector, uh, and we have a financial advisor. And so we have everybody that would love to talk to all of these people. We all share the cost. This this is a strategic partnership. This is exactly you know basically what you're saying. yes these they're not paying me but we're all paying the photographer and i only have to pay the photographer a little tiny amount now because and i get to do this event that is pretty cool people get free headshots so my point is 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 this is a way to do a version of that like you were saying is building these these partnerships where you know you're getting in front of the people you want um and, and then hopefully you know either sharing the cost or having somebody even compensate you for some of the, those efforts and you absolutely could do this and just to talk about title for one second and i know Every state's a little different, right. so I don't want to throw numbers out there that because right. they wouldn't be applicable to any anyone unless they were in our situation. But I will tell you, as a brokerage owner, at least in the state of Illinois, it is major, major revenue for a, a, a title deal. In other states, it's less, uh, but regardless, it's still something. And you, if you're not figuring out a way to be to participate in that way, you are absolutely leaving money on the table. Yeah. Uh, here in Illinois, it's big, big money, and in other states, it's not as big, but it's still money on the table.
1: Right. And it's and it's for doing the things that you already do anyways. And that's what I keep, you know, people are like, well, I don't want another job, and I don't want to go run a handyman service business. No, I'm teaching, I'm teaching you how to do this without you're, you're not going to go pick up hammers. You're not going to you're not going to, you're not going to go, you know, have to become a virtual assistant yourself or any of that. This is like, these are ways that you can do this re- with with up, you know, with operate operational Operationalize control, right? Like, the, like yeah. it's just putting people, putting butts in seats to to make sure that work gets done because that's what your job is to do. as a you know, as a te- if you're a team leader, just it's your job is to make sure the work gets done. Yeah, it's quarterbacking. And as as, as, as an today. agent
0: yeah. to you know, you should be cultivating these relationships with your vendors anyway, and talk about saying, Hey, I would like us to be a more strategic partner and figure out how we can help each other next year. So yeah, I'm happy to continue to send you business, Mr. And Mrs. Vendor. And I'd like you to be more part of the team as opposed to just a vendor for me. So what can we do together where, you know, we can both participate in uh, in, in the success of this. And I'm going to refer every single person who comes my way to you. And I'd love to hear about, you know, maybe what you can do on your end to help facilitate more deals for me, or maybe some marketing dollars or whatever, again, Mm -hmm. is RESPA compliant and, 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 you know, license law compliant. But there are ways to do this. And Mm -hmm. agents Are oftentimes uh, not as confident to 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 ask. They don't know exactly what to ask for. You know, I think most agents understand. Well, I can ask my lender to help me with like a seminar or webinar signs, or we we understand that because we we we've been taught how to do that, but we haven't been taught how to do the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is where you come in because this is what you teach. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's critical because. This is why you would go to Fee because you, you, you don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to learn it all yourself. Go to somebody who's already figured it out like Fee and have have her help consult with you and, and give you some suggestions because she already knows how to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. People think on the outside. Yeah. You, there's some, you know, there's some nuances and intricacies, but we've now done it, you know, done it across the country and now, and it's, it's, yeah. And you're right. It, it varies from law to law, you know, from state to state, there are different laws about different things, but yeah, love to help anybody who's in, who would love, you know, I'm open to talking to anybody who's interested in, in, in looking down that path. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and there is really, even if, the, for example, even, like even with utility companies like cable, uh, phone for people that still use cable and phone, people still do. And, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, And you know, this is an opportunity to reach out to the uh, cable company and be like, "Hey, can I get a spiff on every time I send someone over to you?" And ma- again, whatever the rules are in your area, fine. Yeah. But most most of them be like, "Sure, I'd be happy to." Solar is another one. There's yeah. lots of yeah. of of you know uh 40, yeah, home 40, renovators. Yeah staging companies, et cetera, so yeah. many opportunities.
1: I've got a price list of the average of those. And so the ones that you'd be just most shocked on is like utilities. It's the average household for a utility, and I don't even have it here, but I think if I remember off the top of my head in like the state of Texas is uh, is thirteen hundred dollars. Well you get a referral of that they'll give give you up to 30 or 40% referral on that. Yeah. Think about that. I mean you know what I mean just like it's huge. Um, yeah people aren't paying about utilities. Um I mean there's so many like you said solar. Oh my gosh if you know if they have solar in your in your state. But it's it's being compliant right it's the but compliant ways and and how you build that yeah it's 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 it could be very very it's very very lucrative <laughs>
0: and, and attorneys have been doing this for for years and years and yeah. years attorneys have referral relationships right. um with other attorneys who are in different specialties obviously realtors do this oh my client's moving to florida and i i live in illinois so i need to find someone in florida and i'm going to take X percentage of the commission by handing you know you the, an agent down there the deal, and yes, you can do similar versions of this. And you, I love the thing you were saying too about this hyper local, th- where, where you could go to businesses in your local mm-hmm. market and say, mm-hmm. "Look, I have um, I have a following on online of people that you know know like and trust me. They listen to my suggestions." And I'm happy to sort of drive business to you, Mr. That's or right. Mrs. Business Owner. Yeah. Um, would that be okay? Of course, the answer is going to yes, be yes. Yes, yes. And then, and then the question <laughs> is: Great, can we either work out a, a relationship where maybe you know, I, I maybe there's a revenue share, like you were mm-hmm. saying, or maybe we can reciprocally send each other business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, business owners love this idea of, oh, you're going to help me grow my business. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's yeah. and you know, they understand the nature of the, recipro- the reciprocity of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's, yeah. And there's, so there's three ways that people can generate business that way. So I call it like one being an affiliate, right? Like we talked about, like you could possibly get income Two being, um, we call it, uh, just a, a, a connect, a connector, like where you, you as the real estate professional look really good by being able to offer that higher level tier services on it. And you may get a discount yourself. And then three is like, absolutely, you know, you're going to the, you become a professional, you, are sharing your revenues, or you might own, or you do performance guarantees, you know, get some performance bonuses on stuff and, and you revenue share. So those are three different tiers. And I've got about four other tiers of way you can, ways you can, you can um, do that. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're, we're, and and what are we talking about sort of bottom line on a transaction? If a, and again, I, I, you know, numbers are going to vary wildly, but Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about possibly adding a thousand or more dollars in rev in in profit to even a transaction, um, just, uh, ne- possibly, possibly, uh, or more, uh, or uh, more. So, or, no, or, yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. or more, yeah, or more. Yes, yes. It, it, I was being very conservative yeah. because yeah. I know I know even what title gives us uh, per deal here in Illinois, but it, which is which is yeah. thousands, right? Um, that's, so, what, and
1: that's what I was talking about. Title, yeah, yeah, just just on yeah, huh. just on just just on title mortgage, um if you just think about, we talked about, remember we said up to 41 different ways you can get paid on a transaction. Okay. Let's just say you got paid on three more. Just, just imagine if you got yeah. just paid on those, just three, the basic, the basic core three, let's just say it's mortgage, uh, handyman services or housekeeping services. I don't know. I mean, you know, you pick yeah. three, it's way more than you did before. And it's doing the exact same. Right, model. You're all right.
0: You know, we, we all, uh, Oops. like, it's funny. I, um, I have a, a, a how do we find our, our, our the people that you know we hire to clean uh, our homes on a regular basis. We, well, yes, we could go online and try to find, but we usually ask our friends, right? We go, right, right. Who's, your, "Who's your cleaning person? Are they good? Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, they are right, good?" Right. Okay. They're not similar to me. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but those people are worth their weight in gold yeah. when you can find a good cleaning anyone, any vendor yeah. that's that's right. excellent. We're like, "Oh right. my gosh." And and you know, people just freely sort of give out those referrals. And that's awesome. And, and you right. should do that. Right. And you should also say, gosh, I want to help build your business. You are such an excellent vendor. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start is how can we help each other? And p- agents are, are just not used to asking that question. And right. this is the question and and fee's going to help you not only identify all these opportunities and possibly becoming an equity partner in some of their businesses or some sort of you know affiliate or referral relationship whatever there's ways to do it and whether you're getting paid maybe you're getting paid in sweat equity maybe you're getting paid not in physical dollars but services for your business that can, you know, maybe there's, by the way, uh, accountants, those are pretty important people, right? So accountants is another opportunity. And I know they're on your list. Um, You've you've identified everyone. So this is exactly, guys, I, I think this is a perfect place for us to stop because if you haven't built some of these strategic partnerships and relationships to earn more than just a commission on a sale, and yes, that's, we understand that's how Agents get paid, but there are other avenues, and Fee is going to help you figure out how to do that, um, how to identify and, and how to approach those businesses, and what to offer them, and and what to expect in return. And guys, it, like Fee was saying, you're already referring people to other <laughs> vendors anyway. You might as well see if there's an opportunity to work together. And you know, it's uh, it, it, you just you've opened my eyes actually, because I'm kind of a, a business owner myself, so I now have to start looking at our strategic partnerships and realize, oh yeah, maybe I'm I'm leaving some things on the table. In fact, I know I'm leaving. In fact, I'm <laughs> going to ask Fee to take a look at my podcast and tell okay. me how I'm leaving things on the table because I totally 1 trillion percent am leaving money on the table. So I'm doing it, guys. You're doing it. We're all doing it. Fee is here to save us all. So find, find for all things Fee, um, just find her on Instagram. She's 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 easy to find. Search Fee Gentry online. There's not there's one Fee Gentry, and that is her. Uh, which is one of the cool things about having a name like Fee Gentry is a name that you certainly remember and is unique. And Fee is really the real deal. Again, been on the board of directors and Exp. She she's she's the, she's the real thing. Uh, author, coach. Um, athlete and a top producer and brokerage owner, just everything she's done it all. So please reach out to her because she knows where this business is headed because she has been at those upper levels in management at the, at really the highest levels of some of the biggest companies out there. So guys, she, she knows, she, she knows what's, what's coming and she wants to help <laughs> you future proof. So find her on Instagram at fee gentry, F E E G E N, uh, T-R-Y. And um, we'll have links to all of Fee's um, ways to get in contact with her in our show notes. But I would just want to thank Fee for spending an hour with us. Uh, we so much appreciate you. You are such a wonderful guest. And you have such a passion for helping agents, which is exactly what the show is all about. So on behalf of the audience, thank you. Thank you to Fee. Um, this is a wonderful way for me. This is my last interview before the uh, before I go on holiday break. So what a What a fun interview for me to have. So selfishly, thank you, Fee. Uh, But our audience also thanks you. And then on behalf of Fee and myself, we want to thank the audience too. You stuck around to the very end. We appreciate you. We, we we honor you. This is for you. So thank you. Tell us how we can improve the show. Number one, leave us a review. Let us know. Uh, good, bad, indifferent. Let us know what what we you want more of, less of. Tell me to shut up, whatever. Let me know how to make the show better, but also support our sponsors. They're the ones that pay the bills. So please check out their products and services. I promise you, we I do not allow... Vendors to come on and be advertisers unless they have unbelievable services for agents. And um, tell a friend. Please tell a friend about our show, Uh, another agent in your office. They need to hear this. By the way, Your owner of – if you're an agent and you work for a brokerage um, instead of being the brokerage owner, send this to the owner because the owner needs to know about this as well. The owner needs to know or the team lead needs to understand there is opportunities, and they already know it. They just don't have the strategy about how to get there. Fee's going to help them do that. So reach out to Fee. She's awesome. We'll uh, have her contact information in the show notes. Find her on Instagram at Fee Gentry fee, uh, have a wonderful, um, I'm just going to say, have a wonderful holiday season and new year. You too. Um,
1: I know I can't wait. I don't have anything good planned. I had planned on traveling, but I'm going to be actually just focusing down and rebranding and doing some new stuff. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well, by the way, too, like fee has, I was, we were joking about this before. I I go fee has the best voice ever. She has just the most soothing voice. So I said, if you're going to hire a consultant, you're going to have somebody work with you wouldn't it be cool to have somebody with a voice like fee? Well, you might as well just feed directly. So um, in fact, I need a strategic partnership with fee. I'm, I'm only teasing, but I am happy to promote fee because she, she's wonderful and, and very, very skilled. Uh, but um, she also has a f- wonderful voice and she hosts shows and she does it all. So reach out to her. She will get you on the right track um, fee. Thank you so much. We will see everybody on the next episode. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Okay.